Hi, um, James here. We're co-presenter of The Kitchen Is On Fire. The Kitchen Is On Fire. And I'm Sam from The Kitchen Is On Fire. Okay, ticky off. Um, we'd really appreciate it if, if you could support the podcast, if you've been enjoying it, by liking it on iTunes, maybe leaving a review if you can, leaving a five-star review if you can even do that. Um, maybe just follow us on Instagram, at TickyOff. Um, we'd be really delighted. Hit us up with any questions you might have on there, and, and such forth. We really, really appreciate your time and uh, your caring. Care about us, we care about you. Thanks. Goodbye. Easy lover, easy to choose, easily delivered, and easy drinking good times more like. I'm Philip Collin, and I'm here to talk to you about the wine delivery app, Drop. If you're looking for another day in paradise, then the Drop app from dropwine.co.uk is what you need. Download it, pick out what you want, and Drop will deliver to you wherever you are in London in Zones 1 and 2 within the hour. Download it now, Buster, and use the promo code KITCHENONFIRE to get £10 off your first order. Then, use that tenny you saved and give it to a homeless charity, because my song, Another Day in Paradise, was about the plight of the homeless, not about me on a Caribbean island sipping on a cocktail. No, sir, it wasn't. Philip Collin, out. I'm off to the Susudio to work on new hit songs. start with Nando's this week, Sam. I think Nando's is the hot topic. Okay. Do you know why? Why? Because uh, the independent group were photographed last week. That's yesterday to us, Sam. But it was last week to the listeners. Right. Uh, having a Nando's together. A and cheeky Nando's. The internet went crazy. Now, you know, I... Like to think, no, I don't like to think of myself, but I know you think of me as relatively socially confident animal. Yes. I look at that photo and I die of anxiety just because everyone looks so uncomfortable. And I picture myself sitting at the table, Chuka Amuna there, Anna Subri there, the, uh, the one who said funny tinge there, Angela Smith, and everyone just looks like, you're just like, oh my god, what are they talking about? It must be fucking awful. Who took the you photo? Know? Big picture stuff, literally. They took well, no, no, no. But that is a question because, like, why is that photo out there? Like, if that's just somebody walking by, like the waiter cheekily taking a photo. No, no, no. They're posing. So You've like, not seen the why, photo? Yeah, I've, vaguely. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a posed photo. But like, why? Why would you? Because they're the showing photo? they're down to earth. They're with the people. All right, they're not sitting in rules eating autolan. Yeah, <laughs> they should be. Um, Where would you go if you and I formed a splinter group um, from? Something fucking how my eyes are annoying me at the moment. Sorry. Your eyes are annoying me. Language. Um, where would we go? We'd probably just get a Parsons, mate. That's what we usually do. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, you know, hoity-toity politicians <laughs> seen dining at expensive West End establishment. I think it's very good value for money. <laughs> you know what the press is like, Sam. Right, we'll go it. to Wings. We'll go to Wings. 
for for a fry up. Is that keeping it real? Yeah, I don't I like, know. I is like it? wings. I don't want to go for a fry up. Though. I reckon you and I probably go to Kangnam Pocha on Drury Lane for kimchi jjigae. Oh, yeah, I like that. Um, I don't know, James. We wouldn't have a political party. We might one day. No, we won't. A bigger fish to fry, mate. What are our fish? I don't know, mate. Are you still doing your eyes? What is it? I mean, you're looking at me with what your are eyes, you, what and are I'm you... putting eye drops in my eyes. Why are you asking? Are you still doing your eyes? Yes, I am. You can see what, that. What? Um, why are you talking about this? These people. It's obscenely hot weather, and so all the hay fever started, and my <laughs> eyes are itchy. No. Why are you talking about this photo of these people in Hernandez? I knew what you meant, Sam. I was making a joke. I know you did. No, I doubled down. <laughs> <laughs> So what we did is we both managed to be very unfunny. <laughs> As per usual. But we both outwitted one another, which gave us personal Why pleasure. are they having an Nando's? Why am I talking about it? Why are you talking oh, about it? Oh, because I was just on The Guardian, just flicking around and thought we could start with that. You wanted to talk about the bus drivers get confused because they don't have a bonnet. I didn't say confused. I just say you have to do... They have to adapt their driving technique when they go home and get in their own cars because they're very used to being able to drive right up to stuff with no damage. Whereas in the car, obviously, they, the, their bonnet precedes them. We should look into the, uh, the collision rate amongst bus drivers when they're, you know, in mufti. Um, the, but it must be fun being like, I can drive mufti right fun. up to that without any damage to me. Like a, like a pedestrian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or the back of another bus. You know. Yeah. It's like sort of human centipede, but of buses. Have you ever seen that film? No. No, me neither. I've seen the South Park take of it, so I have a rough idea of what occurs. I read all of the Wikipedia entries for all of the films in the series, and they get steadily more gross. Why did you do that? I don't know, James. Sometimes you go through a wiki, down a sort of Wikipedia mm. rabbit hole, don't you? A wiki wormhole. Yeah, and then you end up like learning things that you had no idea about. I might have to get a patch like Gabrielle. For your eye? Is that offensive? I've got a, a saline, a saline, a uh, a patch. A, what's it called when it's really clean? Sterile. I've got a sterile gauze. You can put that <laughs> on your eye. I'll be fine. Sorry. It's quite hard to concentrate though. Unbelievably itchy. Um, what's occurring, Sam? Um, Did you enjoy last week's episode with uh, the founder of Twenty Six Grains, yeah. Alex Healy Hutchinson? Yeah, it was good. I mean, it doesn't really matter whether I enjoy it. It's whether our listeners enjoyed it, James. Oh, yeah, but you're the first listener. That is true. As the editor. Um, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Who have we got on today, James Ramsden? Uh, we've got... <laughs> can't even do it. Uh, why is that so difficult? Let's not analyse it. Anyway, we've got Jimmy Famarewa, who is the Evening Standard... London Evening Standard, I think you meant to call it. ES Mag restaurant critic he's been in the gig since I think September of last year and I have to say I'm really enjoying his stuff because after Grace left there was a bit of a uh, carousel of writers each week they'd have a different one yeah friend of the podcast George Reynolds did it once or twice friend of the podcast James Hansen did it once uh, who else quite a, did Dolly do one bunch of people we know and you know they did all right. Did he? They, was he in that carousel as well? They weren't good enough. No, he, he came out of nowhere. Just got the gig. Came out of left field. Where's he from? I haven't googled him. What's his uh, vibe? He's written for Q. He's written for Empire. He's written for. He was at shortlist, I think, for quite some time. So you know, and he, he he knows his shit. I do. I enjoy reading his his restaurant reviews, and you know, there are some writers who I won't name specifically who I enjoy their writing for their writing, but I don't write. I don't read their criticism 
to see what their insight is on, say, Nando's. But I feel like Jimmy knows what he's talking about when it comes to food. And he can write well. So I look forward to hearing his take on life. Wowza. Mm, in your trousers. Well, that, was, that was very glowing. Um, James, a few weeks ago, we talked about a man who had seen some UFOs. Yeah. Uh, said man talked to the um, Trisha Observer local paper big high energy coming out here at the moment can and, I just say and I said that I would track him down and talk to him yeah and in return him, for a meal at Oslo Court in return for a meal at Oslo Court we sort of forgot about from it from me not from him yeah. yeah I'm not going with him um, but we sort of been quite busy anyway so that sort of fell by the wayside but I do have my brief conversation with him if you want to hear it I feel, I feel like you need to cut all of that and start again and make it a bit more exciting why? because that was a bit like uh, if you want to hear this it, but if you if you'd done it back five episodes ago, yeah, then it was like, oh my god, I made you challenge all the listeners and be like, there's no that's... way he's going to do that because I know Sam, yeah. But maybe you've stayed true to yourself <laughs> by not getting around to actually playing this till now. Yeah. So maybe that's exciting in its own sort of bathetic I th- way. I, th- I think I think for the listeners, if I came out with some huge like enthusiasm about anything, let alone this, this then you, they'd be you, surprised. You have scored a scoop interview yeah. with Chichester's. Premier ufologist. Yeah, that is massive for any outlet. Yeah, but I've also broken, I've also broken my own rules that I've discussed on here recently. Uh, Being wary of old, old people. people, and I just went into a stranger's house. Stranger danger. You went into his house. Window. In yeah. my head, you're on the forecourt. No, do you no. call it a forecourt? No, in front of, of a house. garage. No. <laughs> you know. no. Anyway, do you want to hear it? Um, what's his name? John. <laughs> you ready? Come on, Sam. I really want a bit more of a I want more of a run up at this. What he's called John. Talk me through it. You turn up at his house. Come I, on. You what do you do? You knocked on the door, you rang a doorbell, you waited for him to come, you I had thought we'd co- play the interview and then we can get into it. See if it raises any questions. <sighs> you don't have to or you want me to set the scene? I want I want to set yeah. It was in a bit of Trister, which I had no idea it was, he says it's called Maudlin. I've never heard this part of Trister described as Maudlin. It's just a bit of Trister. But according to him, it's called Maudlin. Do you think when he was uh, being shown around by the estate agent, he was like, oh, it's nice around here, and the estate agent was like, yeah, I mean, it's Maudlin, but... Um, <laughs> could it could have been. Didn't seem like that kind of guy. <laughs> or uh, that kind of estate agent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, sent a message to the paper, said, could you pass on this to this bloke, because I want to talk to him, so I have a podcast. So he left my number, he gave me a ring, gave me his address in Maudlin, which is a figment of his imagination, and went round, had a brief chat with him. Didn't want to keep him too long, and also I was trying not to laugh, even though I was a bit scared. So, that's how old is he? Sixties, okay, late sixties, probably. Sort of significant other kicking about. Didn't see her. Didn't see her. Didn't see her. But he did talk about it. Yeah, got a dog, like a little, like I used to have, like a Yorkie. Yeah, the dog probably got. Abducted as well. No, that happens. Not, not that I know of. All right, let's have it, Sam. All right, here I'm we ready. Go. It's a big moment. It's huge. Uh, I'm here with John Strudwick, who very kindly said that he'd uh, agree to see me. So thanks, John. Thanks for sparing the time. No problem. Um, now, as I said to you, I'm not here to. I'm not joking around, and, and I believe what you saw. I've always believed my partner on the kitchen's on fire. James doesn't believe uh, generally, 
But um, but do you want to just tell us what it was you saw? Yeah, I just went out in the garden and I was looking up and looking up, and then I saw these these lights, these uh, three lights. Um, didn't know where they were coming from. A bit scared about them, but um, they were just beaming down on me. It looks like three saucers above my house. Because in the, in what you, your statement to the uh, paper, you said that you'd heard that they're aliens attack people or use them for parts and wh why do you think that well you know you see these programs about is it area 51 in america and uh things like that and uh you see films on telly and sometimes you think well, where do they get all these ideas from something like that must happen somewhere but most of them probably you know i believe you don't get me wrong but a lot of them are fictional aren't they really yeah but you never know that you know we can't be the only people here and you never know who's visiting you do you yeah that's true um, and and since since you saw these aliens, um, were there any side effects? Any sort no, of physical problems? No, since? I, I, well, I, I went a little bit giddy because I was looking up in the air too much and nearly fell over the dog. Right, right. And uh, were you scared? Or are you scared now, actually? Do you think maybe they might come back? Or were you scared when you saw them? Are you scared now? No, it's probably like lightning. They've seen me once and then they don't want to come again and they'll see someone else next time. Fair enough. Um, and uh, uh, Donald Trump has a, says he's going to have a space force. So he's going to take control of space. Do you, what do you feel about that? Good idea, bad idea? Well, I think the best idea is that the space force take Donald Trump and take him up the space and leave <laughs> him up there. Uh, fair enough. Um, have you seen... This is a bit of a funny question, so I'm not, I'm not taking the mech. It's just, you know, just for fun. Have you seen the film Mars Attacks? No. Oh. No. Uh, okay. Is it the one where is it not? The, is that's War of the Worlds? The other one I've seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Not to worry. Um, does I your, like the music on War of the Worlds. Um, does your wife believe you? My wife, no, no. She thinks I'm. She thinks I'm messing around or being silly. Is that what she? So did you tell her? Was she the first person you told? Uh, I mentioned it to her. And what she said? Um, well, I can't repeat what she said. <laughs> Fair enough. And my last question, thank you so much for your time, but um, my last question is, do you believe in ghosts? No, I believe in magic. So you believe in magic, yeah. aliens, but not ghosts? No. Do you mean I believe in magic by, who was that band who played that in the 60s? John, I've, I'm going to leave you to really appreciate the time and uh, I hope that you don't get taken away by aliens or stripped for parts. No, I'm all right. We've got an old Anderson shelter in the back garden if they do turn up, so we're okay. Well, that's good. Thanks, John. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. No problem. Thanks. Goodbye. There you go. John Strudwick. Thank you, John. Alien ab near abductee. Ufologist. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. I mean... Where to begin? Um, he saw a few lights in the sky. Into the his music, though. Into his music, War of the Worlds, and I don't even know the other song he was on about. I believe in magic. I believe. Isn't that ABBA? I, I believe in angels. angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be your intro, <laughs> won't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to... I can't be asked. Great interview, Sam. Yeah. Did you plan that, or were you just doing it off the cuff? Uh, I, yeah, off the cuff. Yeah. I was. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but very, I was thinking. He's just thinking. I'm. I'm laughing at him because I sounded like I was laughing. Especially because your opening up is. I'm not taking the piss. <laughs> I know, but I thought that was good, and I said that to him beforehand. I said, you know, I'm not. 
I'm not taking the mic, and I think it's really interesting. And did there, but I didn't get the impression he really wanted to talk for very long. And I just just did it on my phone. I yeah. think maybe he thought I was like a proper reporter and would have I don't know, do reporters equipment like the stuff yeah. I've got sitting there. Yeah, yeah. tench. Um, fantastic. Well, Sam, I owe you lunch at Oslo Court, and I've never been to Oslo Court, so I'm psyched that I've earned. We're gonna have a good time. So, what else is on the agenda? Um, I had a tooth out. Yeah, how's that? It hurts. Yeah, you've yeah. been quite miserable these last two days. I have. You've slightly really, been bringing down the vibe, but I know, I'm going to forgive I, you for it. Cause I really have, and I'm aware of that. But I'm really, I'm coming apart at the seams at the moment. Really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. Downer, downer, Dave. That's me. <laughs> It's just tricky toothache, you know, it just really mm. wears on you, doesn't it? It does, it gets right in your, I mean, it does get in your skull, because it is in your skull, but yeah. also, yeah. And then I really thought, oh, this morning I'll wake up and I'll be fine, and I really wasn't, and that was a real kick in the, kick in the teeth. The last time I had terrible toothache, I just got off my tits on codeine and had a great time. Yeah, I probably should have done that. But you uh, had a bit of a funny turn last night. I did, yeah, because I've been necking painkillers, and then thought oh well I'll drink heavily and that'll stop it from hurting and then I was just on paracetamol all day and then I switched to ibuprofen along with a lot of white wine and yeah it took a funny turn I was sort of hallucinating I was getting like trails off people like when you're on acid chemtrails yeah <laughs> um, you, he, yeah. he believes in chemtrails probably that John probably what is the thing with chemtrails that's the government spraying us yeah Spraying us, I uh, can't quite remember why, just to keep us docile okay. and complacent. Mm. And yeah, went back to my sister's and fell asleep after, I mean, it must have been about 10 seconds. Woke up with a towel covered in blood. Covered, that's excessive. I mean, I could show you, it's here if you want to see it. Did you wake up and your wallet was full of blood as well? Or was just, <laughs> just... <laughs> nice, post rock reference. <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to put something to bed. Well, I think we're going to have to put something to bed, but you're going to say that the conversation we're about to have proves that we're not putting it to bed and we're keeping it up, up and about for a while. Um, as mentioned in last week's episode, I think, quite a few people over the last few weeks um, asking us to stop talking about ghosts. They're sick of the ghost chat, fed up to the back teeth etc it's very so, strong it's very strong I don't know that anybody there's always been a little edge of aggression with people being like I'm fed up with the fucking ghosts drop the ghost chat come on seriously you're going to talk about ghosts again right. and uh, so we put, did a little twitter poll and the last check was about saying should we drop the ghost chat or more ghost chat and not only is more ghost chat in the lead by about 60% so that's way more than 52% leave the EU yeah Coined hashtag Gexit. Coined by, hashtag Gexit by, by Will Beckett. Yeah. Quite a lot of people um, coming in with their own food-related ghost chat. So maybe we drop the ghost chat on Ticky Off right. and we do a spin-off, a spin-off podcast called Ghosts and Cooking with Fanny Craddock. Or we could do, why don't we could get people in food to send us ghost stuff... You know their ghostly experiences, yeah, and we just do that. So I won't, I won't read silly things, not silly. Sorry, I won't. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> I won't read scientific research from the field out, and we'll just just read out listeners' tales of the unexplained. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't want any of our listeners to be upset. You know, it depends what they want it replaced with, though. 
because just if, I think if, food chat. If, if people aren't vibing food, on ghosts, that's a fine. Food but podcast. If like, oh, can you talk some more about leeks or something? Then yeah. I'd be, I'd, I'd, there'd be some pushback. Let's me. talk about cauliflower this week. Cauliflower. I've eaten a lot of cauliflower in the last twenty-four hours. My wife was testing recipes. Uh, for I think Anna Jones who she uh, assists on occasion friend of the podcast Anna Jones and she was doing a whole roasted cauliflower operation in a sort of panch puran yoghurt affair and uh, she served said cauliflower avec cauliflower leaves as the sort of side veg which seemed kind of like you I mean back in the day when you did that whole carrot feast for your wife yeah and then um, but having arrived home before that I also ate the kids dinner which was largely cauliflower based and then today at Pigeon what were we eating for the second course cauliflower yeah, yeah well it, done it was nice yeah well, that was it yeah. I mean it was I thought it was delicious yeah. but you couldn't taste anything yeah but it was nice very garlicky all those drugs you've been taking garlic. yeah it's bad isn't it you can't shouldn't really be ta- yeah I feel bad taking a lot of painkillers last few weeks gonna get gonna get fit and healthy James after what, our trips away what do you like to do with cauliflower Sam let's, let's go deep cauliflower um Probably the the momofuku thing that they do with Brussels sprouts is really good with fish sauce and lime juice roasted fish sauce, but with cauliflower juice. instead. But with cauliflower instead, putting a little handful of rice krispies in there. Crunch, yeah. crunchy, crunch. Yeah, it's nice. Is that your move or is that Dave yeah, Change? Dave, Dave Change. Dave Change. <laughs> Dave Change will do that. And um, what was the other one? Uh, the the whole roast one in like a little pot. The no more one. Yeah. That was always good, but I haven't made that for a long time. Quite like anchovies with cauliflower. Mm, lovely combination. Yeah, really, really delicious. Well, I mean, anchovy with any brassica really is. Yeah, is, a, just, is a, it really works. You did one, didn't you, in that holy bowl at yours the other holy bowl? Week. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the holy, holy bowl. Yeah, yeah. Holy, anchovy, as in chili, holes. a little bit of red wine vinegar. I think it was delicious. I, I regretted not eating more of that. Was that the night when we were feeling a bit sorry for ourselves? Yes, we yeah. watched the. Um, that handjob documentary oh fuck oh we've already discussed that haven't we yeah I think so I think we talked about it last week yeah. abducted in plain sight yeah was also known as apparently according to Sam the handjob documentary to be fair that was the biggest pivot point in the entire <laughs> story which the story was weird enough but the fact that you know the entire narrative pivoted around a handjob I think you should give that handjob the respect it deserves can you think of any other films or books you've read where the narrative pivots on a handjob <laughs> Um, the, uh, call me by your name. It's not really a hand job, is it? It's with a peach. It's sort of yeah. But so it's, it's sort of auto piv- hand job. It's not really pivotal either, is it? It's just something that goes down. Um, yeah. I don't know. You any any? Not off the top of my head. Spring to mind. Not off the top of my head. I mean, the narrative of my childhood might have been when I referred to. Uh, one of those showers, you know, showers in like a sort of cheap hotel where you have to hold it right. as a hand job in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughed and I didn't get it and then I realised. My yeah. um, my nan and granddad had a shower thing that you, like a, with a rubber nozzle that you stuck on oh, the Oh yeah, those are great tap, fun. Yeah. And then you held it. A rubber hand job, I call those. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit before my time. It's also a, just thinking about my grandparents' house now, there was a canoe in the bushes at the bottom of the garden that nobody ever explained to me how it got there or what it was doing there, whose it was or anything. It was a bit creepy. Like the whale in the Amazon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A 10-ton whale in the middle of the Amazon jungle. They reckon it could have, how how did it get there? What's the difference between the Amazon jungle and the Amazon rainforest? 
Oh, I don't know. It's probably no one. Well, knows. it was in like the sort of mangrovey bit. So is that more jungle or more rainforesty? Pass. But it's a long way from the sea. A big old whale, dead, getting eaten by birds of prey. Ten tons. Ten ton whale. Do you think it was just a couple of banter merchants with a helicopter? Well, no, because they're, leave, they're leaving it. it there, right, to rot, because they can't get, they're like, we can't get it out. You'd have to get a bulldozer and you'd destroy it. Is it quite all. freshly dead? I think in a few weeks. All right, our guests here, we're going to continue this, because I'd like Jimmy's input. All right, we'll get Jimmy to weigh in. Okay. Crofton yeah. Parkway. Do you know South at all? I, I'm one of those London really is. annoying people who's like, I'm sort of because I'm stuck east. I find it yeah, very hard yeah, yeah. to go anywhere else. Yeah, occasionally I'm sort of the same with with North and East London a little bit as well. And what's, what what you avoid them? Well, or? kind of like <laughs> well, yeah, kind of like I'm just a bit of a like yeah, like sort of location dunce when it comes to like just like, oh, yeah, that. where's that? Put that but I think um, especially when you have got. Little ones and yeah. the weekends when you're going to explore, and it's kind of like just yeah. easier to stay. Yeah, stay where you are. Because you're <laughs> yeah. how old are yours? Uh, they are five. Well, it's going to be six really soon, actually. So nearly six and two. Okay. And we're just emerging from half term and like multiple illnesses. Yeah. And I was like really busy working on something else. So it's just kind of like emerging from <laughs> the bunker of just like oh my god. There's been a lot of like. You know, when like you and your partner sort of share a look of just like, oh my god. Just do you, do yeah. you find you get you have the inverse of uh of like just really looking forward to the end of the weekend now because you're like, yeah, oh, they yeah, can yeah. go back to school yeah. and whatever. No, there is an element of that, and because we're both my wife's um self-employed or like freelance as well. Well she works for um she does set design and prop making. Oh, right. She works, she does like Is that film or theatre? No, like um uh, Harvey Nick, she was. Oh right, for. okay. Cool. So she does that, but she's done theatre and stuff. And so yeah, there is that thing of sort yeah. of using work as this kind of silver bullet. Basically, yeah. you're a bit kind of like, I've got this piece to do. Like I've got like, and you're just like, oh yeah, I've got to work. And it's like oh, you're trying to outbusy each other. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, but no, they're fine. They are, yeah, they're good. And how yeah. long have you lived uh, southeast? Pretty much. Like probably altogether for like fifteen, yeah, like even longer. And I'm kind of from Kent, right, that way, Bexley Heath. Anyway, so I've sort of almost always lived there. Like I kind of went to primary school in Plumstead, moved a bit further in, lived in New Cross for a bit. So Ever, I've kind of has always to do that, been, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So so quite a long time now. Isn't Joe Brand from Bexley Heath? I don't know. Is that the only person you know who's from Bexley Heath? I think, I think it might Delia be. Delia might be from Bexley Heath, but she, like, hates it. So it's That's why like, she moved to Norfolk to shout at yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps deleting it off her Wikipedia. Um, Does she? No, I don't. She <laughs> made that up. Besmirching Delia. Um, yeah, think, so, yeah, I've been, I've been there quite a long time. I, I have there. just Googled notable residents of Bexley Heath. Have you? People Brilliant. from there. Delia. Yes. Yes. She grew up right. in Bexley Heath and attended Bexley Heath School. All right, Andy Townsend. Yes, yeah, I knew about him. Um, Liam Ridgewell, another footballer. Yes, yeah, he went to uh, my school. Really? Yeah, in my year. Kenneth Noy. He was one of the. Was he one of the great terrain robbers? Or <laughs> probably. I don't know. Actually, just gangster and convicted murderer. So maybe, <laughs> oh, okay, maybe that's okay. not one to. Yeah, yeah. 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 Roger Town's got one. <laughs> Roger Moore lived there for a long Did time. He? 
Did yeah. he? Rog. Joe Brown notably absent from this list so Where far. Where did Joe uh, Brown come from? Lenny McLean, that geezer from Lockstock, the big guy. Yeah, was he a criminal as well? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Oh, self-proclaimed hardest man oh, in Britain. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. David Hay, the boxer. Bernie Eccleston. Grew oh up God. in Danson Road. Oh, wow, yeah. Do you no, know, know Danson Road? I do know Danson <laughs> Road, yeah. There used to be a, uh, there's a big park called Danson Park, and a lot of my friends used to work in a restaurant in there called The Stables. So, oh, nice. yeah, I know Danson Road well. Um, no, Joe Brown. No, Joe Brown. No, no, Jenny Brown. Bullard, who went out with my uh, wife's cousin. Oh, what, really? Is he a footballer? Mm. Yeah. yeah. The smiley one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheeky chap. Cheeky chap. Yeah. Since Leeds went down in 2004, but they're coming oh, back. Yeah, up they're doing all right. Yeah, talking about football again on this podcast. Yeah. Oh no, is that an athlete? No, it just is weird. Like, the last few weeks has been occasionally is a few lines about football, right, which I don't right, think we right. ever have had yeah, that discussion. Because suddenly, uh, slowly, I'm getting more interested again. Yeah. Because Leeds are going to go up. You're fair um, weather fan. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, Jimmy, wh- wh- where did, how did you start off writing, and, and how did you get to being the? I mean, some say the lead restaurant critic in the country. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I've, heard I've heard it whispered. Um I went to off school, I went to university, a place called Royal Holloway, which is not in North London, like the amount of times I'd say to people and they'd be like, Oh yeah, Holloway and it's like, No, it's in Egham, uh, near Staines, popularised by Ali G, of course. Um and when I was there, me and a friend um started doing a our own magazine basically. It was kind of like a sort of fanzine type thing, like very crudely done, like literally cut and pasted. And right. you know. but, um, but in print as opposed to... Yeah, online, yeah, yeah, yeah. We printed them out. They were like 50p a copy. It was meant to be anonymous, but like as soon as it, the first one came out and we overheard people like talking about it, like the anonymity yeah. didn't last a second. Yeah, so I did that. Yeah, I was like, that was me. Like, yeah, so, um, so yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, so... I wouldn't really last, I don't think, as doing anything anonymous. But yeah, so I did that when I was at uni, and that was kind of like the first. So I did English and drama at uni. I didn't study journalism. That was the first time, although it was kind of very determinedly amateurish and quite like daft and just kind of poking fun and all the things that people joke about at uni, we basically sat down in print and did sort of funny comics and stuff. That was the first time that I thought, oh, actually, this might be something, you know, like writing as a thing that I might possibly want to do. What was it called? It was called Superbad. Before, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. The, before film, the, the film. Before the film, yeah, before yeah. the film. Weird. When, when was this? Like, this yeah. was, uh, I went to uni in 2002, so 2002 to 2005, heady, maybe. Heady, heady times. Heady, heady days, yeah, <laughs> a long time ago now. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of the first kind of like little uh, spark or light bulb thing of, oh, like, actually I quite like doing this even though I'm doing it in a very strange form and so I started looking at um, sort of apprenticeship schemes junior writer things and applying for a few of those and I sent one I, I would send off like copies of the issue <laughs> issues of the of the zine and just by a complete fluke the the now defunct uh like most of them are defunct, men's magazine Maxim right. um, in the UK was edited at that time by a uh, American guy who was quite into uh, zines and sort of quite he had quite a specific uh, sensibility and sense of humour. And I applied for a job there, and I sent along the 
zine super bad and he really liked it I got it you know I came in I wrote some stuff for them and so I ended up getting a job like before I'd left university like somehow like um, which was which was really great you know entry level job working for Maxim as kind of a junior staff writer and then from there I just kind of you know went from job to job really and it was kind of people I met um, after that, I wasn't at Maxim for that long. I left and I moved to Bath for a year. I worked for Future Publishing. I came back, worked for Zoo Magazine. There's a lot of men's yeah. mags, which is which is quite a strange thing to describe in this day and age. It kind of, um, uh, yes, yeah, so I, w- I worked at Zoo. I was was like, there a sense? Of, was it Zoo and Nuts? Were they the yeah, of- they were. Yeah, yeah, they were the rivals. Yeah, but it's kind of like you know, in in the same way that. Um, at the moment, I mean, I say it now, but like BuzzFeed is kind of letting of people, <laughs> letting people go. Sorry, oh, no, it's go. Oh man! And what were you just writing on a variety of topics? You know, there's yeah, they were, were they weekly or yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I was going to say was they were kind of like they were the they were the magazines that were doing well and that were selling, and so they had yeah. big like staff, so huge teams, and particularly at Zoo, my job there was entertainment reporter because I'd always written about. Um, or been interested in music and film and TV in particular. So yeah, I was writing generally for Zoo because they had they had TV listings, so there was kind right. of all this stuff to fill, and it was always my kind of um, it was always my kind of uh, get out clause. My sort of like I'd be like, but I don't actually do any of the girl stuff. Yeah, yeah. I do the yeah. I kind of you know that. Was but the my thing is, I mean, even now phrase. you look at that, like it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. And no, just no, no. The it wasn't. idea that you know. Those magazines, were yeah, as big yeah, as they yeah, were. yeah, it just seems absolutely yeah, crazy. It seems insane. But yeah. also, I guess from a from a writer's journalism point of view, you know, journalism, um, you know, obviously they're probably not going for Pulitzers or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But the fact that there was that they were that popular that they yeah. could have those staff. No, and, no, no. It's true. It did, um, and I think I don't know. I think um, uh, as is often the case with things like that, the people. The people that worked on those magazines, you know, a lot of those magazines produced um, and produced like you know female editors that have gone on yeah. to do like really interesting things, and it was kind of like we were all sort of in this old system, but they're yeah. really you know people with uh, yeah the the viewpoint of the magazine wasn't necessarily <laughs> like the viewpoint of the people that worked there. Totally, they're always yeah. quite. And you know they're always quite you know smart, funny people that kind of in in say in another era they would have worked on smash hits yeah, yeah. because this these magazines or the face or whatever because these magazines were in the ascendance and you know they kind of yeah because you, you look know, at it now I mean, we've um, got friends who write for Q um, yeah and a couple of other magazines but just how small those crews are yeah, now yeah, that, yeah. Are ma- that are making yeah. putting those magazines out I know it's yeah. monthly or whatever but huge amount of work and yeah. you think probably back in the day they had <laughs> yeah. big rooms of people yeah you know? no it's insane yeah even even across my sort of like life as a journalist it's changed so much but yeah so I was <coughs> writing generally about but this, but this is the other kind of key thing about 
starting to write on a men's magazine, you kind of write about everything because, yeah. you know, whatever comes across the desk, it's like, oh, I don't know anything about cars, but I'm going to have to have learned <laughs> yeah. um, some car talk by the end of this, <laughs> by the end of this, uh, by the end of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a big car story. section coming up on this, excellent, obviously. So. Excellent. Well, we I, heard you're a huge car fan. <laughs> can I just shock you? I love cars. Yeah. <laughs> if I could just go and do some quick Googling. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that was where I really developed the skill of being able to, you know, I, I had a broad range of things that I was expected to, like, know about and be yeah. knowledgeable about, and you've kind of got... And so, and and, and then, yeah, I, I ultimately, after that, after another stint of, a little stint of being freelance, I ended up at Shortlist, which yeah. sadly now closed, recently departed. But um, I was there for five years, and I ended up being feature editor there, and... Um, that was a magazine where I kind of probably first got the chance to do things with food and drink, and they'd have kind of little, you know, and sort ha- of gastro pub reviews and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And how did that? Because you said originally you were, you're were big in, interested in you know music, film, yeah, TV, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so sort of angling away from that and yeah. into food. Yeah, so I went to the standard after shortlist onto the paper. So I was in the house on the paper on the features desk, and one of my pages, uh, you kind of, I looked after the back section basically. Right. And so one of my pages was a food page. So every week I kind of would be, um, you know, coming up with ideas for food stories, yeah. interviews, kind of organising shoots. And it's kind of I was only there for a year, but like you know, you feel like. Um, so yeah, that was kind of so. I don't know. It felt like a natural transition that th- that job because there was an art section. There was less of the entertainment stuff. The sort of yeah, you know, the things that I was naturally would have described myself as as pride myself. So I think it was kind of like a it was like a slow shift because doing more features at shortlist, we did everything from you know stories on you know gay footballers to you know. Um, yeah, all sorts of kind of different stories, and um, then gradually you're sort of getting further and further away from this is my specialism. I just yeah. kind of want to write about the office. For but just <laughs> having the yeah, <laughs> well, that was because you you said you studied drama and and mm. English. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I um, I did I did drama a lot at school. I kind of. Uh, I think I was what people would probably term these days a theatre nerd. Right. Um, but I kind of was also, I, you know, I played football as well, and I had, um, I had like sort of friends across the board. Yeah. And I vividly remember one time I was like lying on the floor in drama class, like pretending to be like a leaf or something, <laughs> or like doing some like visualization thing, and like my friends from football, like kind of going past the window, yeah. and, like banging on the glass, and just kind of like screwing my eyes shut, and just kind of willing them to go away. So, uh, yeah, I did drama and English, and so I was kind of always into that world. Like went up to Edinburgh and stuff like that, and I've still got friends who are comedians and right. you know, involved in like. So I just used to that the. Um and the Mark Maron podcast thing was last week. That John mm. Bernthal, uh, from oh the yeah, and yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. Dead and all yeah. That. And he was like a bit of a tearaway mm. and uh, really into fighting, right. and, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 petty crime and yeah. but violence. He's yeah, also about yeah, violence. Yeah, but he yeah. then found found um, found acting, and yeah. it, was, it was this huge thing for him. But he said, "Yeah, yeah always." My friends who were, you know. 
fucking hard dudes. <laughs> yeah. But he said they're always like 100% supportive. Yeah, they come see yeah, me yeah. in like a Czechos yeah, play that's or true, whatever. Actually. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah. that was great. Yeah. I think you can straddle the two. Yeah. That's the way to get no, to school, definitely. I guess. Yeah, and I, th- I think there was, yeah, I d- that... that um, that uh, definitely resonates with me as well. Because I think my friends, although they kind of made fun and found it unusual, yeah. one of the quickest ways to get, like, props at school and to feel like, you know, was to, like, be good in one of the plays because yeah. everyone saw it, everyone wanted to be good, everyone would be talking about you. And so, yeah, that was, you know, that was kind of... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I didn't have that bad a time at school. It was, you know, it was, I kind of felt like I... It's it's funny, isn't it? I I don't know, like remembering schools. I interview a lot of people, like still, and as part of my kind of job as a writer, I've interviewed a lot of people, and it's quite interesting hearing different people's takes on school. Sometimes yeah. when people are like, I would never go back for kind of like I don't know if I completely agree with that, but it's 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 a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, like how that... you remember it versus you know. Yeah, I mean, I I remember the sort of overriding memory of, it, of being these fantastic sort of friendships or whatever which is cliche but like those yeah. friendships in high school especially you know when you're first meeting girls and first, yeah, 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 first yeah, drinking yeah. or whatever those yeah. things are fantastic but just the unbearable pettiness of <laughs> school you know yeah. whether it's whether it's people you know not bullies but you know yeah. people, people in your age group being yeah, assholes yeah, yeah. or teachers being assholes and, <laughs> yeah. and now you realise like okay well they're under a huge amount of pressure and it's yeah. probably not the most yeah, fun that's job true. in the world yeah, coming running down on a the boys teacher's comp side. or whatever yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but at the same time like you didn't have to be that fucking petty about everything <laughs> yeah. yeah school days James school days we're doing school days yeah. more right? holidays yeah I have, might have given the babysitter the wrong key Keys, which oh, is my no. move du jour, oh. but I don't think I have. But the keys she can't get in, so I've told her to try the neighbours who've got another set. And <laughs> if not, I might have to leg it. I'm afraid. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so my wife and I again going back to our early conversation, trying to out busy each other. And I said, right. "Well, I've got the pod with Jimmy." Yeah. And she said, "Well, I've got to go work in Oxford." So she tried to beat me, but I <laughs> trumped her yeah. with a babysitter who now can't get. Oh so no! She's got two screaming kids. Oh no! When you said they couldn't get in, I thought you were going to say a crowbar, brick. I don't that, know. That might be the Breaking option. In. That, that that is the option. Is I locked. Your... I locked. I was doing the school and nursery run in such a kind of mad frenzy. Quite often, going to us, go on, get your shoes on. Like you know, just turn into this mad sort of. Uh, sort of shouting sweating beast it's frightening how quickly that switches from like ah oh, there's nice yeah, mellow morning to yeah, like yeah. patience zero <laughs> yeah 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 just no sense of humour about anything like they could say like dad look I've just <laughs> I've just like figured out how to write like the yeah. two year old whatever get out <laughs> um, and yeah I managed to lock us out of the house and I was just like Ugh! like you know as soon as you pull the door um, so yeah there is a lot of that there is a lot of that in uh, in my house a lot of kind of balancing but like I feel I always feel like I should stop myself when I kind of complain or moan about it because really like you're trying to this is how things should be like it's difficult because you're kind of trying to keep things balanced like you're not mm. just kind of like having like someone else do all the work while you go off basically I don't know yeah. that's how I feel in my yeah I mean I've tried the definitely push and pull of it the last few months I've been trying to be more of a 
mellow, nice, peaceable. How's that going? <laughs> well, well, I mean, no, because my eldest daughter gave me no respect for that whatsoever. She's she repeated, "Oh, all you do is you come back and you're miserable and angry all the time." And I was like, "That's not fair." Like, I've genuinely been mellow because before like, my tempo was getting right. quite, and I'm not like horrible, yeah, just yeah, yeah. just ratty, and, yeah. then, and then miserable, and yeah. then you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna sit around and brood. Yeah, like, yeah. And, uh, you can't, oh, yeah. you can't do it. It's so gross. That's and I was, yeah. So yeah, it's very yeah. much like sort of. Um, beating myself about that, but on the new True Detective, have you seen that? The new I, we're not caught up. Like we're kind of like four episodes in or something. There's or three a, episodes, like an argument think, that yeah. that that um, Mahershala Ali's character has with what's she called? Carmen. Carmen Joker, I think. Yeah, and I think their scenes are just so awesome mm. about being a married couple yeah, and yeah, obviously yeah. as it shows it through mm. the different things but they have this argument and she she's yelling at him basically not far off verbatim my wife yelling at me about <laughs> you know, j- nice. just just screaming at you <laughs> saying um uh you know you just you could sit around brooding and all this and it was so spot on and i just thought an uncomfortable know, watch yeah were you watching it together yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, i think i think she did this just <laughs> Yeah. Although I'm not as cool as Mahershala. Is she reading a book while watching? She was on her phone, yeah. Oh, outrageous. Um, you know, family no, life, but yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a there was a little nice little pull quote that I took from mm. the piece you wrote when you started. Yes. Uh, as the critic for ES Maggie mm. said, you grew up in a house where food wasn't just an expression of love and generosity, it was the thrumming heartbeat that underpinned everything we did. And do you try and bring that into your own family stead? Is that a word? Uh, yeah. Homestead. Yeah. I think, uh, and one of the reasons I was, I was thinking that was because my mum is, like, a very, like, active presence in, like, our life. She lives 20 minutes away. She looks after my youngest son, the two-year-old, like, one day a week today, in fact. And so I, yeah, like, that line and thinking about that was because I was increasingly aware of maybe the fact that I don't, like, have the same attitude and we're very... Having come through that... um, Having come through that kind of... This is when we eat. This is, like, like that regimented coping mechanism of sort Mm. of, you know, early parenthood... I was re- I was starting to see more and more that we'd be like, we need to eat at this time. We need to. It's five o'clock, and like my mum would just be like, "What are you talking about?" Like I'll, you know, at three a.m. She'll be like, "I'll fry up some pancakes." You know? <laughs> Does anyone want some pancakes? Or like, I'll make some donuts. Like literally, um, yeah. And so it's just yeah, and like coming from a Nigerian background, it is such a constant and I mean I think you know all families or a lot of families have this to a degree um, but yeah I just uh, we do we do food is a focus but it's not the same as it was kind of like uh, when I was growing up really I mean we we love food as a family and we kind of cook together and we you know there's a lot of uh, yeah there's kind of like <laughs> our sons are just in the same way that like a lot of kids are they're just kind of get really we're, we're having to be like you know it like costs money to go to the pizza place like, <laughs> when like a five year old is just like I want pizza tonight like kind of just I'm bored of Stracciatella I'm going to go for the <laughs> yeah, completely yeah. completely yeah um, so yeah no it's, it's it's probably not the same I think I've probably got yeah I've got a much more 
regimented attitude to it. And I'm kind of a lot more like, this is what we need to plan to cook tonight. Like, whereas my mum is so... It's so instinctive. Isn't that quite a dad thing, though, as well? Yeah, yeah, like probably the, the is. Dad yeah. thing of like, yeah, just everything needs to be organised. Yeah, and yeah, If the yeah. kids do this at this time, yeah, yeah, then we yeah. can do this at this yeah, time. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of quite... I always think that it's it, it, it sort of reads as, oh, you're doing all this stuff and you're being really... You're planning, but a lot of the time... It's kind of selfish because you're like, I want the time at the end of the day yeah. when you're asleep and everything's done. And, like, you know, you're kind of like, we are working towards our break. So yeah. please eat up. <laughs> There's not time for pudding. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I just can't get my head around and, you know, each their own, etc. But my brother in law and his. His kids don't have a bedtime, wow. so it's just like they're <laughs> milling around at half eight, nine. Just like, like Ooh. you know, put aside whether that's you know good for the children's sort of sleep patterns or whatever. But yeah. just like for yourselves, yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. Like yeah, my yeah, kids yeah. are in the bath at half six and they're in bed at seven, <laughs> and I'm like me time. And my wife's yeah. Like from yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's not. It's it's probably it's probably not the same. But I kind of yeah I. Uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing to have. I, I do feel like really privileged to have like grown up with somebody who was so, you know, <laughs> just such a kind of crazy, sort of dedicated cook and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Nigerian parties and like events and gatherings. It's all about. I almost wrote I almost wrote something about this in a in a recent review, but I was I I really love the pub. Like, I was thinking, like, I don't really have a culture. Do you know what I mean? It's not really... It's not something that I was culturally introduced to. Like, I suppose, you know, where I grew up and, like, my friends and stuff. And, like, you know, we take our kids to the pub and we eat there and we get games out and we have a few drinks and whatever. And I was just, like, thinking, what Nigerians generally do is we just, like, eat and eat and eat, drink uh, sort of... uh, ice cold like Fantas and like Coca-Colas and stuff like soft drinks and just talk and have music and stuff and that is like great but it's kind of like I've I've got this mishmash of like the two the two worlds and so it's it's, yeah it's it's good to it's so good that my mum is there and she's like now introducing my kids you know love Nigerian food and jollof rice and kind of you know that's one of the only th- only ways we can sort of smuggle nutrients into like the two year old yeah. like, and, and even then it's kind of you know <laughs> oil and tomatoes but yeah. you know it's, it counts yeah, yeah. Is, is there also a sense that the sort of family life and social life has far more overlap you know both culturally and, and I yeah. guess generationally yeah. as well yeah and, and, and maybe geographically in that you know if you're in a city then your mates are around the corner and yeah, yeah 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 that's true like, I yeah. can't see my mates so kids can sort of have kids yeah. time and- yeah 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 no that's true I always yeah I'm always kind of slightly in awe I feel like we do it a bit but I'm always in awe of those those parents who seem to have like figured it out and like they've kind of yeah. they're always like in a group like having fun and kind of like you know like sort of or like you know when they trick or treat like everyone will come round before and you'll have a few drinks and there'll be nibbles and I'm like who like kind of showed them how to do this it's yeah. like they've kind of got this these like cheat codes basically for operating um, but, but, I think, but I think they're the most uncomfortable relationships you ever make in a, yeah. in a way outside of like first day of school yeah, first yeah. day of college or whatever yeah th- those Oh, oh! There's some parents on the playground, <laughs> and and there's and I think a lot of people have a thing which I definitely don't, but have this thing of 
oh we're the same we've got kids yeah yeah but I've yeah. always just been like no way like, I don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> yeah and, and didn't we didn't for years like yeah, oh this yeah, kid's yeah. 18 and so we had wow. years of no, no we're not friends with anyone at school we just have no friends <laughs> yeah. but then but then you get to a certain I don't know then we've found found a yeah, couple yeah, and we're yeah. like right we'll be friends like with them kindred spirits and stuff yeah, yeah. but yeah. then the first meeting you have you know is mm. they came around for dinner and it was really uncomfortable my wife got so drunk she <laughs> she vanished and I was like oh where's she gone she'll kill me for saying this but she vanished and I was like where's she gone and I was like oh I'll be back in a sec <laughs> went to see her and she was like in, in floods of tears in our bedroom going I just want them to like me and I just got oh, nervous wow. and drank too much <laughs> oh, no. and uh, yeah so she went to bed and I stayed up with them drinking whiskey till two in the morning so happy days and now firm friends Reports confirm that the Kitchen is on Fire podcast is sponsored by Our London Vodka. Producers on the show refused to deny earlier allegations regarding the sponsorship agreement, while a subsequent Instagram post by one of the show's presenters, Jeff Goldblum, provided further grist to the accuser's mill. Our correspondent, Gordon Ramsay, has more. Huh? Right, yes, well, wow. Uh, the Instagram post by Goldblum showed the consummate host preparing the perfect vodka martini, including the instructions to put your glasses and our London vodka in the freezer an hour before serving, then to stir down a healthy measure of our London vodka with a good dash of dry vermouth. The post was followed by the hashtags I like it wet and sponsored a dead giveaway. They are also offering 50% off an our London vodka based cocktail at Pigeon for anyone quoting the kitchen is on fire. Gordon Ramsay, BBC News done um, so the restaurant column sorry if mm. you've already covered this how did, how did that all come about are you done um, restaurant writing well yeah before? I uh, we were talking about it briefly but I worked for the standard the paper on the features desk and so I edited the food pages right and so I and also which is interesting now because obviously um, so while when Grace was uh, the uh, reviewer for ES magazine I would sort of be liaison between Faye and Grace like choosing places and right. stuff like that and I'd kind of get because they, they try and overlap and yeah and yeah yeah down. you try yeah, is that a fun of... gig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah great uh, no 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 it's uh, like genuinely um, uh, and like you know I'd have the slightly terrifying prospect of putting headlines on Faye's work and stuff and um, but she was always you know she was always and has continued to be always really lovely to me so anyway I worked there and then I left to go freelance and so I kind of had a relationship with Standard I knew them um, I knew people on the magazine I'd written for them a bit um, and they um, they were kind of doing this trying people out thing weren't they they were getting Grace then left and they were getting different people every week and I genuinely had no inside view of what the plan was for that I kind of thought they'd just carry that on I mean having worked on magazines it's an absolute nightmare to get a new person every week like it's just like not really um, yeah manageable but I had no sense that that you know when I did a uh, I was asked to do one of the columns that went quite well I was asked back to do another one and I was thinking oh my god like you know uh, um, okay this is yeah but but I just did it and it went quite well and then it sort of just came from that really I think they I don't know I, I think I I think 
I just kind of I I didn't I didn't really know I was auditioning for yeah. it, or I don't even know if I really was, but but yeah, I kind of did it a couple of times, and uh, yeah, it seemed like yeah, it seemed as though that it was something that yeah, that there was a fit basically in terms of like how I approached it. And what, and what, what was your when you did when you did get the job? Mm. Did you have any you know what was your sort of thought process behind it? You know, what did you want to do with it? What do you want to do with it? You know, um, well, yeah, I, it's one of those things that I'd I'd written I'd written about food. Uh, sort of in the past like glancingly I've been involved with things at shortlist like uh, through like Mr Hyde because they started National Burger Day and so we'd have like kind of events and things like that so I kind of done bits of food and I'd always been obsessed with cookery TV and sort of food programmes and like you know sort of watching Saturday Kitchen and watching old sort of Keith Floyd like very yeah. stuff so I was kind of and I and I was a real I was a real fan of, of reading restaurant reviews anyway. So I had a kind of sense of of you know how it was done and what I liked. Well, I suppose um, you'd spent your time editing. Them, yeah, and yeah, really... yeah, yeah. And I'd you know I'd read a lot, and so I was quite. And uh, from my year at the Standard on the features desk, I was quite plugged into the you know the London food scene mm. and what was happening. Um, and so I think I just um, I found that like. I just found that I knew how I wanted to do it quite, uh, you know, it was quite, it was quite kind of daunting to be like asked to do the column. It was kind of like a huge, it was like, oh wow, this is great. And you know, a fun thing to do to get to go out and eat and then write about it. But I kind of just had a real sense of, you know, the kind of the, like very quickly, the kind of the tone and the way I wanted to write and, writing in an approachable way but also trying to not be flippant or like dismissive and sort of trying to sort of engage and be curious as well I kind of always want to and I think just kind of riding that line you know sort of navigating that line between like yeah sort of the kind of quite dense knotty that, that can be a bit exclusionary sometimes like kind of like you know obscure terms and sort of things like that and being very sort of you know approachable and kind of like you know somebody that enjoys uh, you know a hungover Nando's as much <laughs> as uh, as much as the independent group uh, uh, a friend yeah. we've already discussed it on the oh, intro we oh, should look. have waited for no, 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 don't worry. Right. I, I could have come in with some real Nando's analysis. <laughs> well, we, um, we, we, I mean, we could go back to that. No, we, no, we, no. Don't worry. Don't but, worry. Um, it's been, no, it's it's been just well gonna... covered. But yeah, no. I, I yeah. So I, I don't know really. I, I think that I, yeah. Be, being being sort of being curious and being sort of open to stuff and being well informed are things that are like really important to me. But equally, I try to have some fun with it yeah. and sort of like make it enjoyable and not make it feel like this thing that's closed off and you know because you know I, I come at it as somebody who is you know who is like a fan I'm not sort of you know I'm not kind of embedded in the world I haven't got like tons of sort of you know friends who are who are kind of chefs and like in that world so I kind of come at it as a bit of an outsider maybe but yeah hopefully that's a strength rather than that's, a weakness I think, I think, definitely I think a strength Jim, Jim, what Jimmy was saying was that he doesn't want to be friends with us <laughs> and hey, I got was, that and that's fine that was quite pointed wasn't it it was yeah. like and I'm not looking for any friends <laughs> I'm not, I'm not ready <laughs> uh, I mean with that at the risk of blowing smoke up your ass, I do I think all 
what you've just said um, a comes across incredibly well in what you oh, write that's but really good. that's pleased. really difficult to do in such a short column as well it's not yeah, like you've got yes it's shorter um, than everyone else's which yeah. I find, so you, which I remember every week um, yeah no it's, it's 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 difficult and yeah you've got to you've got to just get to it but I think that that again that can be a strength as well because I think you can sort of you can just sort of get to the point and um so you know there are there are weeks when I'm like oh my god I could go on about this for well pretty much every week and it's it's a battle to sort of condense it but it's just you know it is the it is the it is the length and so I just kind of have to have you delivered any uh, any shit baggings yet or has it all been quite um there's been a few not not an enormous amount but a few I was listening to your um uh Russell Norman uh, podcast. Yeah. Very sad what's happening with like pole pose. I remember like um, uh, and Spuntino Heathrow. Well, yeah, your review wasn't ex- totally. No, uh, no, I wasn't. I yeah. was just like it, it was kind of a bit heartbreaking because like I remember going to the. I don't know if there was room for this in the actual piece, but I remember going to like you know the first Spuntino and like just like uh, more so there than Polpo because I know that Polpo and his is uh, being credited like absolutely as it should be with kind of you know popularizing so much of what we just kind of take for granted in yeah. restaurants. But like Spantino, I, I vividly remember going in there and it's like there wasn't even a sign. And it's this flickering, grungy room and the food was great and it was so exciting. And I was just a bit like, oh my god, like what have they? I, was, I went there as I always do. I went there kind of very up for liking it, very up for ready to like you know be like oh this is quite a fun thing like you know what you wouldn't expect in an airport and yeah it was just yeah just wanted yeah to you'd love it to be great you I know love it really to be great. really uh, wanted you know, it, it to be sure great because Spentino's still great yeah, yeah. last week Spentino yeah, still holds yeah it up. really is and, and it's, it's just, fantastic yeah it's just unfortunate it's yeah I mean I've not I've not I've not done a huge amount it's not my it's not my favourite thing obviously yeah. because it's yeah I, I suppose I suppose I always and this is another component of the reviews. I kind of always, when I sort of tie myself in knots over it slightly, I always come down to like, you know, if it was like a friend and, and they just simply asked you, where would you go? Or if you went somewhere, what did you think? Should I go there? And you've just got to be honest with what you would say. Like, you know, would you send people there? Yeah. Or would you send them somewhere else? Or would you say, actually, to be honest, like, uh, there are all sorts of caveats within that, aren't there? Because it's all so subjective and. But yeah, I you know, and it's and it's the strange thing because I imagine from your point of view as well. Because I mean, you open somewhere, but you don't necessarily ask people to you know sort of. And it must just be such a strange like, what the hell's this guy doing? My brother who works in the city is still just like this is like the weirdest thing ever. Like, so you come in, these people don't really expect you to come and you can say whatever you like about it with impunity and go off. It was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I think if my brother was in charge, he would like, you know, be, a, you know, throwing us out or like, you know, kind of like have a kind of like facial recognition software that like, you know, turfs you out. But it's, de- it's definitely... Uh, intrigued to know what you guys, like how your... Um, how your relationship to it has kind of evolved through Pigeon and Magpie and stuff, through critics coming in and relationships uh, with critics. Yeah, well, just like with the uh, the whole the whole notion of being reviewed and whether you you know reading them and stuff like that. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, it's, it's you know the moment you were just referring to, like when you actually have a critic in, however cool you want to be, however, <laughs> however cool you want your staff to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just immediately start feeling colossally sick <laughs> and <laughs> shaking and just saying you know weird words coming. I mean, Giles Corrin came to Pigeon on our opening night. Oh wow. <laughs> that's and, the thing we come quite like a lot of people come quite yeah. I always try not to but it's like deadlines being what they are like it's quite I kind of think that you can't really go on an opening night but yeah it's it's it's. I'm, I'm always very aware that like oh that's really early but that's the only night I can yeah. do yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I, I think um, and try to sort of caveat it if we'll take that into the, the place you reviewed the other week um, out in Stokey Moyo. Moyo oh yeah Moyo Oh, yeah. And I was thinking yeah. about them, and I remember reading about them before they opened. Mm. And then, I mean, maybe it's been somebody else has reviewed it, or maybe not. But I was mm. like, oh, you know, you haven't really heard anything about it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And reviewed it, and yeah. I think you know, well, we we t- discussed its predecessor in very cruel, like uncharitable <laughs> terms, just saying how Rustic Twist was one of the worst. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just again a bit more yeah. smoke for your mum. Um, I thought that was just like in, in so many ways the perfect restaurant review because you, you know you didn't sort of fawn over it you didn't say oh this is perfect destination restaurant <laughs> tucked away in sleepy Stoke Newington you were like yeah it's kind of a weird spot and it's it's not perfect but actually a lot of it's great and I think it will be great and there was it felt like a very balanced sort of yeah yeah no, thank you that's really that's really nice of you to say because that was kind of what I was it's funny because you sit there on your own kind of in front of a laptop and you're kind of sometimes uh, but a lot of the time it's just like your kind of gut reaction and and uh, and then other times there's somebody else that you've kind of gone to dinner with or gone to lunch with and they've got their own sort of like opinion and you're sort of sometimes trying to kind of drown that out but I just thought particularly with with that place with Moyo I just kind of think there is this real you know it's so uh, and I kind of sense it and I'm kind of part of it because there's there's so this kind of like right go to this place get the destination uh, thing get the you know like n- no shade but like the sando or whatever it is yeah. like photograph it go on to the next place and kind of and I was just I could just sort of feel like oh wow like you know places don't really places kind of some places I think deserve a bit of time to kind of like figure it out and stuff because it's like you open with like grand ideas about how you're going to do something and I kind of I appreciated that they weren't um, going for that they were doing things that seemed very kind of like uh, bloody minded almost and like kind of yeah and I think a a place like that review you know to not be reviewed Mm. is kind of equally as much of a bummer yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. you know, yeah. getting a sort of a man yeah because if you had that where you've been like are they not coming in like where are they coming in like, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, was, get, yeah. I was thinking about off, off the back of your review of that mm. place of being like god we were lucky you know lucky mm. a pigeon that Giles Corrin came yeah, in yeah yeah came in. yeah it's true yeah. Um, it's like god at least people are watching yeah. you know and there's yeah, a thing yeah, at the yeah. moment with the um I've read it on ETA in San Francisco. There hasn't been a, a critic in place for since I think September right, last year. Right, wow! And so it's all these places have opened, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they're interviewing them, going like, "How is that?" And they're like, "You know, we want to get reviewed. It'd be great." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there isn't a critic in place. People laying off critics and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I think from us running restaurant, I think we, you know, we've had good and bad mm. um, critic wise. And yeah. I think, I think uh, my thing is, if if it's fair, then yeah, I, I think. Uh, 
I think there are probably some people who run restaurants who just think that they have the greatest restaurant in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I don't think that's us. You know, yeah, I think we've yeah, definitely yeah. always been yeah. like. God, you know, we want this to be better, and this is going to be better, and, and all the rest. So I think I, if it's fair, yeah, then yeah. we sort of hold up our hands and be like, "Yeah, fair enough." Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm also like even aware that like even when you're, even in praising somewhere, you can latch onto something that maybe its creators or its chefs are like, "Oh, I don't know about that." Like, I think it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I sort of do sort of feel like sometimes, like even when you're trying to be nice, like you can sort of do it in a way that, you know, and, and I think that's a very human thing. Like, kind of you, you create something. Like, I write something, and people go, "Oh, I really like the way you did this." And I'm like, "Oh, I wasn't trying to do that." So, like, so I think as soon as you start teasing stuff apart, like it must be, it, it, I can, I can only imagine what it's like to have like, you know. You know, the bits of oh, they must have been thinking this, or oh, they is this a is this a riff on this? And kind of people, it must be frustrating to not have the right to reply sometimes in in instances where you feel like. But but that kind of never goes well historically. It's, it's frustrating not yeah. to be able to write your own reviews and <laughs> just give them to the writer to sign off on. Yeah, I just, mean, the, the just opening, sub lightly. The opening thing is interesting, but and I think more and more, um, you know, going back to, you know, you feel you've got to get that in there early mm. because I think unless unless you've had mega bucks behind you mm. and mega PR, so yeah. you're Tom Carriage. You yeah, throw the yeah. kitchen sink at it, and there's been yeah. unlimited budget, yeah, and unlimited yeah, yeah. time to test and run drill and drill the staff and all of that. I think at that level, you're pretty much up for day. as much scrutiny as, as yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, especially for small independents, and not to sound woe is us or woe is me, but <laughs> when your budgets are fucking tight yeah, and your yeah. so training's tricky and everything's tricky, and it's a nightmare to open a restaurant. <laughs> um, you know, I do. I do think there's there's a sort of middle ground there. I think you you screw yourself, arguably. And again, this is sort of semi paradoxical because you know you need some PR to get mm. the critics in to get the buzz, all of that. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think once you sort of go over the lip of a little bit too much PR and a little <laughs> bit too too many interviews and too much, oh look at what we're doing. Yeah. Then, yeah. however, quite quite <laughs> tricky your opening has been personally. You're still like, you know, the critics going to be like. Sorry, yeah. you're fair game. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, that must be weird. Where you can't. Yeah, I, I can. I can definitely see that and appreciate that. That um, yeah, it's kind of like there's a certain level, like kind of like okay, we that is enough. That is enough attention. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. And and you know, we all know, like you know, these narratives form, and people see how one critic responds to one place and another and kind of, you know, is there consensus? Is this person not like this or whatever? And it's kind of, there's this kind of overarching kind of narrative that everyone kind of follows. Um, and yeah, so it, so it can be, I can imagine if you're like somewhere that's getting loads of praise or mm. getting loads of attention that you would like be, even though you'd, people would expect you to be celebrating that you'd slightly be like you know nervous and it's that old cliche of like people could give a glowing review and then the one thing like you'll latch on to like the one sort of like negative like within yeah yeah the negative reviews only hurt when they feel uh, accurate, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, the, the TripAdvisor saying, oh, it's a, I can't believe how tiny this restaurant is. And you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would have liked to have opened the, the Criterion on Piccadilly, but couldn't afford the half a million rent. 
That's interesting. Um, right, Jimmy. Yes. Quiz time. Oh, wow. So, by the way, I've not been smoking any sorts of products if my eyes are just really red I apologise are they you, very you red you did leave the room for quite some time because <laughs> I was trying to sort out the babysitter <laughs> that's what you say but we uh, think you were smoking weed it'd be a good cover up uh, okay overrated underrated correctly rated um, I'm going to give you some things okay okay and you're going to come at me with oh, your wow. answers uh, overrated underrated correctly rated champagne um, overrated would agree, James. <laughs> well, Christopher Hitchens said uh, <laughs> this is three most great. overrated things: oh, yes. champagne, yeah. picnics, and something I can't repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, is it? Can yeah. I bleep it? Yes. Uh, uh, I think champagne's correctly rated. Okay. Um, new Nordic cuisine. I'm going to say correctly rated. And how do you feel it is rated? Um, highly, uh, but also with a tinge of, um, oh my god, that, how long has that been going on for disdain? Yeah. Slightly? Yeah. Irony. I think even, yeah, I think even people that are, it's like one of those things that kind of, in people's memory of it, it's... It was kind of huge and over simultaneously, like, yeah. almost like, yeah. almost like straight away. And I think that's kind of gone on to that, hasn't it? Like yeah. it's kind of gone on in that way, and it's kind of something that people, yeah, you'd, you'd almost be embarrassed at yeah. saying it, even though it's kind of in the fabric of what most of us. Yeah, like and probably did. And you know, I think some... that's the best answer this game's ever had. I'm not even going to say anything because that is true. Um, quail. I'm going to say collect correctly, uh, correctly rated. Are you a fan of a quail? I am a fan of quail, yeah. I said correctly because I was almost going to say under, um, but I think, you know, you're getting a lot of... I mean, people are doing this with all sorts of kind of poultry and birds, aren't they? But a lot of kind of breadcrumbed and buttermilk quail and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, yeah. How do you feel about quail? I love quail. Sam just finds too many bones in there. So. <laughs> Fiddly. 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 Yeah, yeah. Just a bit. No, I know what you mean. You yeah. know, the Fergus Henderson thing that he, in the St John book, where he said, you know, you need at least three per person or whatever, and it's <laughs> just a bowl of roasted <laughs> quail. I think that's fantastic. But you never get that. No, no, no. So, yeah. I think, I, but also for a sort of relatively amateur home cook, they're a great bird because you think they're going to be very easy to overcook and ruin, but they're mm. really not. They yeah. stay juicy. You could, they, there's a lot of. Forgiveness in a quail. Yeah, yeah. Forgiving little bit. <laughs> um, the London restaurant scene. Wow. In um, capital letters. The London restaurant scene. Um, oh, man. I mean, I've got to say either correctly rated or underrated. Um, I'll go correctly rated again, I think. I think there's, um, there is uh, excitement and... Uh, people do feel, I think, like, rightly proud of, like, the London restaurant scene, but then there's also, like, anxiety about people supporting places enough, like that thing that I touched on, that kind of obsession with newness that I 
basically help Stoke um, <laughs> is, you know, I do think it's a legitimate thing. I think that um, that that breeds excitement, that kind of hunt for, I need to go to this place and have an opinion on it. I need to get to the French house and try it. But at the same time, you know, need to make sure that people are like nurturing places and going back and kind of that it's like, it's not just somewhere that you sort of Tick in the experience, box. get the t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think you know correctly rated, but it's kind of finely poised, basically. Um, self-propelled watercraft, pedalos, canoes, kayaks. <laughs> Finally, the watercraft chat. Um, overrated. Yeah, not a fan. Um, a little romantic pedalo on a little pond with your missus, though. I don't know. Canoe in the great outdoors. <laughs> I think I'm remembering. I took my. Uh, I took my son in the one in uh, Vicky Park and very quickly realised that I didn't know how to paddle properly and so it was probably quite humbling and I was just like... L- luckily, it was, like, young enough to, like, think, yeah. Still like, think you. So, yeah, 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 to not think, like, oh, my dad's bought it. <laughs> he doesn't have to drive yeah, a yeah, swan, yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy yeah, just kicked me out of the house. Do you, um, do you like a pedalo? Uh, do you know what, I'm... I've never been on the pedalos on Vicky Park, so mm. I'm going to now, and then I'll have an opinion once I've done that. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, I've been out of the been out of the the dating and romancing game for quite a while, but it just feels a little bit like something that's like this should be more fun than it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm 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 going to say I'm a fan of a pedalo, mm. but I'm also going to say that I think the gearing system is generally <laughs> incorrect on them. You have to pedal really quick. For the amount of propulsion right. it gives you, it doesn't yeah, seem very yeah, imbalanced. Yeah. It's like a gear, a, a, a bike. Good you know, exercise. Gear. Good exercise, yeah. But you you want to feel like if you put in the yeah. effort, you're going to get the reward. Like a smooth, yeah. like, just like with a... And just like a bit, even a bit, steady, a bit of weight behind it. Like, so it's a bit yeah, harder yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Pedalo chat. <laughs> uh, okay. You should put a time uh, time signature on that one if people <laughs> want to jump straight to the, uh, to the pedalo chat. <laughs> Um, and the final overrated, underrated, correctly rated theme parks. Oh, um, I think theme parks are correctly rated. My, uh, I, I don't get to, again. Like this is so you know the dad pod, but um, I, I generally we we now we go to Legoland on my son uh, Dylan's birthday. Pretty much every year. I don't know how he's wangled this. That it's a tradition, um, and that's quite fun. But yeah. I've not really been to. I've not really been sort of keeping up to date with my theme parks. Um, I, I don't know. Theme parks are. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I sort of. I'm. I'm kind of trying to think if I was ever a real theme park head, and I don't know if I was. Like even as a kid, like going to Disney World and stuff. I mean, I must have been, but. There are a lot of kind of adults that get you know quite into. Are you? Are you? No, not me. Are you a coaster? I mean, it's, head? it's not called. I mean, You're it's not called the, No, I've never been to Chesterton. Never been to Thorpe Park. But I mean, it's not called the Magic Kingdom for nothing. <laughs> it's quite the place. All right. But yeah, I just remember, and this does bring it back to food. I, I remember when I went to Disney World in Florida. They have those like giant. They're advertised as turkey legs, right? 
and they're not turkeys. I can't yeah. remember what they are, but there's something like it might be, I don't know if it's emu or something, but everyone's yeah. going around gnawing on these giant kind of like Henry VIII style kind of turkey legs. That's and there was a sweet. big, like, look up the story if you can. Um, I but yeah, I remember. No, no, Just like a giant, with a giant spoon, just kind Ooh. of dipping in. Um, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, what did I say? Correctly rated. I yeah. think it's about. I think it's about right. Right. Theme parks. Uh, and the final bit of the quiz is just a quick fire. Uh, the music of your childhood. Oh man! I, I the first thing that came to my head was rap. Then I think my um, my uh, brothers uh, would kind of tape Westwood. Right. And uh, I remember listening to that and listening to like rap and going to. Uh, the states and buying um, sort of you know album like rap albums that weren't out here yet, yeah. bringing them back when I was like a. I did that with Green Day. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't, which yeah. which one? Uh, the uh, Dookie. Dookie. Dookie's great. Dookie, yeah. I, I was didn't I coming did, I back t- with Dookie before it comes yeah, out. Yeah, it was wow. that and the the Offspring. Wow. I mean, that's mm. that's dated. That's, that's pretty fly for a white guy. It's not not dated well. It was wild yeah, now, but I came in and I said, "Do you know what record I was listening to in my run in?" And you well, I have no idea. And I said, "You'll never guess it." And it was Dookie. Really? Yeah, oh, it kind nice. of holds up, does it? Quite good running music. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable drummer, that guy. Don't know his name. Uh, ramen or fur? Ooh. Um, fur. Yeah, that would be my call. Yeah. Yours? We, 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 I talk about us like a couple quite a lot, <laughs> but we've both gone a bit more fur of late. We, yeah, yeah, I haven't had ramen in ages. It's mm. too... too too yeah, rich. It's, too it rich. knocks you out for the afternoon, doesn't it? Yeah, there is that. Yeah, everyone's and it feels healthy to me. It does. I think it's got the herbs. I and like the, the juice you know, the fixings. I like yeah. that. I like doing the bits <laughs> myself. Yeah. I like that. I'm with you. Also, going back to correctly rated, overrated, underrated. I think fur as a chain is sort of underrated as a chain. Do you think? I think yeah, yeah mm. I think it's all right. I'm a fan. So they it's had, amazing, um, it's, it's pretty They decent. had the a place near me called Mama Fur. Um, they had that high profile thing where they tried to trademark the name for uh, this uh, yeah Vietnamese run place small place in Brooklyn was like being asked to change its name so that was kind of bad optics Uh, but that was a while ago and you know I've got nothing against their food Um, space would you go no which I don't know. I, I hadn't really thought about that, but I think that's why you come here. Which <laughs> I make you think. <laughs> um, these big, hard-hitting questions. Yeah, I think um, as soon as you said it, I kind of thought of the, uh, you know, these sort of search for personalities that would be uh, fine with like intense periods of loneliness yeah. or kind of you know not fine to say goodbye to loved ones potentially forever I kind of think maybe maybe because I think maybe the people that would be more likely to go to space obviously it would be an incredible experience but I think the people that would be more likely to go to space are probably already like free divers and like you know kind of like climbers and stuff like that yeah. probably like doing things like that that much I don't, I don't do a lot of that although I do skateboard if you had to go to space if you had to go to space with one other restaurant critic who would it be? <laughs> no comment. I, I, I genuinely know. Andy Haler. <laughs> um, oh no, it'd be Grace. It'd be Grace. Uh, would you go to space? You could see the pictures online. <laughs> Just leave it at that. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Um, breakfast They'll cereal have a webcam of choice. Ooh. Can I add a category of um, sure. as a child yeah. versus now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, as a child, oh, wow, they used to big into my breakfast cereals at all times of day. Um Big Frosty's head, but there used to be these ones, corn pops. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the little ball thing, little sort yeah. of like, um, yeah, slightly you know, unhealthily yellow like balls. Um, but yeah, I'm very into those. Um, now I am kind of very granola, right. rude health granola. Nice. That's my shameless bed for boxes and boxes of rude health granola. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get some sponsorship on here. <laughs> oh, we could try that, actually, Sam. We'll give yeah. that a go. Yeah, yeah. Old school fashion you'd like to bring back? Yeah, something you wore as a kid, you're like, God, I wish I could wear that now. Oh, or as man. a teenager or whatever. Um, I literally have a picture for this, um, <laughs> which isn't great on an audio device, but <laughs> an audio uh, format. But, um, we'll post but it on yeah, Instagram. I... Oh. I um, I was at my mum's the other day with my kids because it was half term and yeah um, I unearthed a picture of me I'll get it up so that you can maybe uh, we can all describe it I have to take a photo or two yeah yeah yeah, please do Um, yeah so um, I yeah a picture of me I think I must have been nine or ten and I've got a kind of half zip quality um, Top on that's like blue, yellow, it's with yellow like a bib red. Yeah. yeah, it kind of does look like the sort of thing that would be in like a Palace or Supreme drop. Now. Definitely. Um, but I would love to bring that back. I would love to. All right, you I, could, I wish I knew where it was. Right, you could pull that off now because it does look like a Supreme or <laughs> yeah. champion thing. Yeah. But generally, yeah, generally that kind of time and just. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the stuff's back, isn't yeah, it? I was thinking too. of like bulky Gola trainers, Ooh. and they're kind of back already, aren't they? The cool high techs. Yeah, this weird, those weird brands. Like yeah, when we were kids, you were like, literally oh, never going to wear champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my dad used to wear a champion <laughs> jumper, and now both of my daughters are wearing them, being like, yeah, what up? Hype beast. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. A, f- a friend of mine, a friend of the podcast, Ed Holcroft, uh, still steadfastly insists he's going to bring back cargo trousers, and, he's, oh, and he wears oh, them wow. all over town. It's like okay. it's not going to happen. You got to yeah. wait ten years, and maybe. I, I took a run. I took a, it was a few years ago now, but I, I took a run at um, trying to bring boot cut jeans back. Oh, I took a runner for about a day, and my wife was like, "I will leave you if I ever see you wearing them again." The frayed Simon Cowell, style. very frayed at the bottom. Nice. Yeah, but Simon Cowell ruined it. I was rocking some sweet boot cuts. Some sweet. Boot Boot cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, on the quick fire, what's your worst habit? Oh, man. Worst habit. Um, what's my worst habit? I do snore. It's my wife. Is that count as a habit? Me. It's not really a habit, is it? Yeah, kind of. Um, what's my worst habit? I think at the moment, like, uh, recently... Um, oh, looking at my phone, obviously. Right. That's the one that... Yeah. Know, yeah, I'm trying to, um, yeah, I try to sort of like maroon my phone in like other rooms and kind of leave it upstairs and stuff when I'm at home. Yeah, because it is just like, you know, mid-conversation. Yeah, it's constant. Yeah. And I do, I feel that that addictive kind of like, you know, pull. It's really bad and like, you know, I just like, I just need it. And like that weird thing that you do where you'll be like, have Twitter open, go to Instagram... 
I've literally had times where I've closed Twitter and gone back to Twitter, like kind of like just cycling through the options. Yeah. And it is, yeah, it's kind of like this weird, like fruit machine type compulsion. <laughs> like yeah. even the email, I'm like, come on, let's, even an email, even <laughs> something, yeah, <laughs> just give me something, <laughs> give me a notification. Um, so yeah, I think definitely phone. Um, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of, um, I'm trying to look at it less. What's your worst habit, James? Well, probably that. I mean, that's yeah, yeah out of control. Do you get a little report every week from your phone? Because so, oh, you've got one of these watches. Yeah, like I've I started looking this. at it occasionally. Yeah, I haven't really been but too you're, plugged you're not into bad, it. Are you with your phone? I'm, I'm, I'm not terrible, but I, I, I still have that sense of the, the like compulsive. Yeah, cycling through the apps. Do you get people to put their phones away in the restaurants? No, <laughs> no, I want to. That would be brave. But you're also like, well, if they're, you know, if my, I would never, so I'd never get my phone out if I was sitting in a restaurant with my yeah. wife. Probably would with you, but yeah. only if we've got stuff going on. I wouldn't, like, yeah. give up on a conversation to just, like, look at Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. But it's, yeah, yeah. I, I just... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in like, staff rather than like blanket. Oh right, like, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. that would have been pretty harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Staff, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, Do you get but they still sneak, they sneak it back. Them in, right. Right. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Sam's worst habit is keeping his his nail uh, clippings in a box. I did that when I was a kid, <laughs> and that was a good habit. In a box? Why? Yeah, I had a weird box from Greece and I would, for some reason got into a thing I was just, just fill it up. my fingernails. Did you, well, did you misunderstand the phrase nail in the coffin? Yes. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> <I did. laughs> uh, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming Amazing. and joining us. Much, much appreciated. Brilliant. No, thanks for having me. Thank you. Good luck in your football tonight. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Uh, Slightly regretting it. What have we got next week? We'll see you next week when we've got uh, I think Itamar and Sarek from Honey and Co. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.